Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big ticket items. Just fill out an application and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL license 60 DBO-54873. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Cut it, Mike. The new Kyle today. Yeah, that was nice. He was on it. That hey, was good. I, I nailed it, right? He was on it. Um, I will make this joke again because it didn't record the first time, but. Hey, Boyd Epley, I know the, the dumbbells came in pairs. I get it. But it's five dumbbells, one for each national championship. We'll get the six when we get that six title. Oh, that's right. yeah. That's, that's going to happen in the, in the near future. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go Big Red, indeed. No Block, No Rock, season three, episode 14, I think. Yeah, 14, and take two. 14 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Kyle is not with us today. Uh, he was with us for take one, but uh, we had to push this to uh, two days later, and he could not attend for the, the second take of this. And the reason we have to do this is because the audio got messed up. We name had names, name names. Name we, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I fucked it up. Uh, we had Mick Stoltenberg on, had an awesome interview. He helped us break down the game we're about to break down. Minnesota. Believe yeah. it or not, we lost again. Weird. You guys should have heard his well, insight. It was well, fantastic. I, I had said on Monday that this is the, oh, no, we suck again episode. Yes. Yeah. And you're not wrong. You're not right. Wrong. I, I, but is this really the, oh, no, we suck again episode? I, we've mm-hmm. sucked for a while. Well, listen, the, the again is key. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. Key. Keywords. Okay. So, Minnesota, 20. Nebraska, 13. Hey, one score loss. Hey, hey, we covered. <laughs> we did One cover. We covered. Good teams win. Great teams cover. So just are, apparently are not good. We're only great. So stop. We're only great. Before we get into all that, yeah. What are sorry, we, we gotta, sorry, Connor. We got to talk about what we're drinking, where we're at, where we're at. We are. We're in the barrel room. This is the first time recording back here. Yes, it's actually really quiet. It's got a, quite the ambiance, but we are in the barrel room at the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. Dare I say, like, if we were to record video in here from now on. I think it'd be pretty kind of cool. It is cool. Unfortunately, I'm looking at the screen right now. They can't see. You yeah. can see some of the barrels behind Mike. Um, but it is a lot cooler than just the can sitting behind us. But yeah, it's, it's a new location. Yeah, we, yeah. So we are at the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. I am drinking the Connor Cavillac Special. Goddamn right. A.K.A. The Pilsner. Keeping Absolutely. it simple. On Monday, you know, we, we knocked back a few. We got lubed up on Monday. Yeah. A little. You know. We, little. Just for nothing, though. <laughs> All for nothing. Listen, not. man, when, yeah. when you fumbled the auto, audio, what did I say, Mike? I said, yeah, I know. You kind of suck at kind this. Of. But <laughs> kind of. But we shot the crap for yeah. a few hours with a former player that we've had on before. We drank for free. Yeah. I'm not even that mad. We'll it, just do it again. It was a fun Monday night. 
our friend Tyler from Michigan. Yeah, Tanner. Tanner. Tanner Wooten. Yeah, we had a guy, uh, we had a writer who used to write for Rivals, Michigan writer. And he came on and and told us a little bit about Michigan football. Unfortunately, he cannot make it tonight. So we will just preview it the best that we can. But we did get some inside knowledge from Tanner. So shout out, Tanner. Worst case, I just enjoy hanging out with my friends. Yeah. And drinking a Pilsner. Exactly. And you drinking a... You already know. Why do we do this every drinking week? Drinking Well, I want you to promote your business. I'm drinking the Pilsner as well. <laughs> it's my favorite. If you know me, if you've listened to this podcast, if you've seen me in this brewery, if I have a beer in my hand, you know it's a Pilsner. Mike, wrong. Mike, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Mike's favorite beer on tap. Oh. The Cow Tipper. That is a, a great beer. Oh. And I would say usually when you see Mike in the brewery, he's drinking a Cow Tipper. But no, I... I venture you, out and you try. You bounce around quite a bit. I do. I, it's just what I'm in the mood for today. I was like, you know, we we had some sweet stuff. The mango IPA. Mango IPA. Mango on chain. Mango, mango on chain. Yeah, I had that last week or on Monday, and you know, I was like, you know, I don't need anything sweet today, so we're just gonna we're gonna sip on the the Keep cow tipper. Savory. Yeah, great beer. Great beer. Go back to your bell cow. Yes, the bell, bell cow. Bell cow Normally, I, I prefer back to. Oh, oh shit! Wrong one. Hey, now we're down <laughs> okay, to one. So listen. <laughs> so if you so guys do you know which one it is? I got to figure that out uh, still. Well, <laughs> I think they're Sorry. listed on the screen. Oh, I got it now. Here we go. There we go. So yeah, the, the old uh, bell cow beer, cow tipper, great beer. Um, like come like in the tap room, give it a try. If you have not listened to the recent episodes, that backdoor drop you just heard, we do have a limit. We, we have limited it to two per episode, and Mike burned one of them already. <laughs> but God. I barely even got to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you guys know where to go. It's, it's a great, great sponsor. Thank hey. you, Connor. Thank you. Great sponsor, great beers. Okay, let's talk about this game. Uh, do we have to? We do. Mm. We do. We're not even talking about the Michigan game yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, like, so my brother, usually he's a faithful listener of the pod, but he did say, like, yeah, but when Nebraska loses, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I want to listen. I'm like, no, that's the time to listen. Yeah, you ain't wrong. You know why? Because, like, on one hand, it's the entertainment factor, right, where we curse up a storm. We sure. we call people out, not always by name, but sometimes by number. But we're here every week, dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and we so do it. WRL, baby. Again, what do you want? When we win, what do you want us to say? We're good? Oh, my gosh. Like, it's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's I, looking, just, imagine. just imagine. Oh, we're just so great. Everything is yeah. great. Everything's great. Yeah. I mean, it says it. In and our when intro. we lose. <laughs> it says it in our intro that these are unfiltered tastes. We're going to tell you the truth about the Husker program. Right. Like, so losing, that's where you're going to get the truth. Well, and then. You're going to hear all this other stuff on the radio, and, and you're going to read things in the news and everything else. We offer things because we are a realistic podcast. We're going to tell you mm. when there is shit going on in the program, and there was some shit that happened on Saturday. Oh. That's for damn sure. Yes, there was, Daryl. Yes, there We know was, you're watching. Darryl. Okay, so let's first impressions, right? First quarter, Chuba starts well. Offensive line starts well. Yeah. Anthony Grant on the first drive, six carries. 60 yards. That's yeah. like 10 yards per carry. That's like awesome. That was bell cow status there. Yeah. I, we mention this, I, I feel like, every week. The, the first drive of the game, Nebraska, it's, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Mm. First drive of the game. It's always the first. I just think to myself, oh my God, we're back. It's different. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. Because I, I, I prepped everybody last week. I, I said, know. you know, we're going to score on the two scripted drives. And yep. we scored on one of two, but still. Hey, 50%, I'll take we it. We scored on the scripted drive. Despite not having Casey Thompson, 
Yeah. So that right. that was a good drive. And, and like Jared mentioned, Chubba looked good. He did look good. He looked, I mean. On that drive. They did his the Jared special, keep it simple, keep stupid. It simple. It, and it worked. Dude, like, you know, in the past, we would always poo-poo screens, but they did two on that drive to Vokalek and to Palmer, and they were both executed very well. Yes. And that was one of my main things was, hey, you, you head coach Mickey Joseph, you said yourself that when Chuba comes in the game, he's the one that needs to talk him up because he's kind of nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so, hey. Well, that's you, what they said about him last week, right? Yeah. He was nervous. That's yeah, we just got to pat him on the yeah. back, touch his butt, you know, make, make him feel better. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work in the second half. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. But just sticking with the first first drive, right? Yeah. The happy yeah. time. Those, happy time. Those quick yeah. hitters to Vokalek and to Palmer, they were working. But no, you know why they're working? Go. Uh, we have the saying, no block, no rock. Damn straight. Yes. Yeah, damn right. Because they were doing their freaking job. They That first drive, they it looked like they were figuring it out. Yes. It looked like that. Yeah. But then, okay, well, they also score the second drive, right? They get a field goal. You know, there was a, a, a tough drop by Vokalek in the end zone. Tough play, okay? I'm not going to talk bad about that. But then Big Brain takes over. Big Brain Whipple. He, he's, smarter, he's smarter than you. Well, he's obviously. He's smarter than you. He's, he's smarter, smarter than, than me. He's smarter than the... Eight, five, five people Ooh, that are watching. Hey, five people. He's smarter. He knows his football. He has been around a long time. He wants to show, hey, here's what I know. And you're all about to find out what I know and just how much smarter I am than you. Ha ha. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand the thought process where you go down, you get, you're up 10 nothing, and your thought process is, let's change everything yeah let's not stick with what's working let's not stick with what's been consistent mm. let's just change it well let, let Chubba go try and sling some and I will say you're talking about that 10 nothing coming out of the half you know we did try to run the ball it just didn't work and then immediately just abandon it mm-hmm. and that's where it comes big brain big brain whipple with his no shoes it it just doesn't make sense to me because it was working the offensive line was Blocking well. This is probably their okay. best blocking performance of the year. They looked okay. Like they, other times it was, holy shit, the O-line sucks. And well, it's so obvious, but it wasn't, they did not stand out. There's not one person that stood out. And usually if someone from the O-line stands out, it's for a not good reason. Sure. But nobody stood out. Well, in 54, he, I mean, on that first drive alone. 54, yes. 54 was <laughs> blocking. And it was it was nice to see. He we, was whatting. He was blocking. He was doing what he was supposed to do. Him and his six foot nine frame was actually pushing the guy in front of him. Yeah. And we were talking about it in the stands. We are, you know, we got. He's got quite the fan section in the south end zone, sixteen C. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were definitely surprised. And like, yeah, Mike, you had mentioned. I don't want to say they completely completely be on the run because. You had an instance where Anthony Grant, he's given a handoff, and he slips on a cut that he makes. Yeah, that was what kind of threw it at all. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a ghost cut because honestly, like there was no one there. And do I completely fault him? Not necessarily because he's got PTSD. Well, you know why I fault him? You practice there, you play there. Get your freaking cleats right. He slipped twice in that game. Get your cleats right. I remember it was I think it was Bo Pelini. I mean, there was a guy. That kept slipping. And I remember him going on the sideline, ripping him because he didn't have the right cleats on. So, I mean, you play at that field. You know that turf. 
better than anybody, and you're slipping in a game. Get your shit together. Mike, I, say I'm not going to say it's... Yeah. What? Oh, figure it out. <laughs> figure it <laughs> that out. That needs to be a drop. That really yeah. doesn't need to be a drop. We're going to add that. it out. We need those hats. And I don't need to yell it. Just figure it out. Oh, whisper it. I'll don't whisper it. it. Don't whisper it. It's not, it doesn't get the same, the same feeling when you're whispering it. <laughs> Every time he takes that deep breath, I'm like ready to pull my headset away from my ears. I know. I just don't want to hear I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so... You know, we can we can debate the whole chub of our smothers thing, and if Whipple's play, playing favorites, um, but one of the things that a lot of people say is, "Hey, we don't see the practices. Maybe Chuba looks like a world beater, and Smothers looks like Jim Sorgi when he was with the Colts." Mike, you should appreciate that. Jim Sorgi. No, Connor should appreciate yeah, that too. Like, true. You know, Fair Mike, enough. the lifelong Colts fan. Well, I I was a Colts yeah. fan. Yeah, right. Traitor. No, I'm not a traitor. I was a Peyton Manning fan. Peyton yeah. Manning. Ask my kid. But my, the, the, <laughs> the point is, maybe Chubba looks like John Heisman in practice, right? And I had brought this point up on Monday. No, we don't see the practices. But I think it is completely fair, after seeing how this team plays for the past four-ish years, and we can expand it to ten, I guess, Um. Can we say, like, maybe the practices that you guys have, maybe they're not helpful. Maybe maybe there's a flaw in the way that you practice. There's a flaw in the way that you plan practices. Maybe the it's not true. Your drills are not conducive to team success on Saturdays. So, yeah, like, we just throw practice out there as if, like, practices are perfect and are run perfectly. But maybe they're not. Are we preparing accurately to play on Saturdays? That's the question. I don't know. And that's that's I, why we don't know. When we talk yeah. about the coaching search, and we might go into that later, but like when we talk about what you want Nebraska to look like, Trev has a big decision coming up. And it's like if if Mickey is retained, a lot of people on the staff are retained. And to me, that feels like a lot of the same is going to happen. And that includes the way we practice, the way we do things. I just want a brand new page. I want it. I want to start from scratch. Oh, yeah. Do Do you honestly believe that if Mickey is retained as head coach, that he keeps a lot of the staff? I, I think that we, there we've will, said multiple times that we think Whipple's a one and done. I mean, I I can think of probably three or four guys that would stay on the staff, and like to me, Bill Bush. I would say I would say Bill Bush. Apple I would say White. Brian Applewhite. I would say. Um, please don't say. I mean, Be- I people like Becton. Please don't say Riola. I, I was thinking Becton and maybe. Like maybe like uh, Fisher, our hot girl, you know. Right. I mean, hot he, girl that everybody else wants. Everybody else wants Travis Fisher supposedly. supposedly, but he does. Yeah, I mean, it, ah. to me, it just it, there's gonna be a lot of the same if you keep the same staff together. But sticking back to what you were talking about, you're talking about this quarterback dilemma, mm. and boy, does Mickey have a decision to make because you got to remember he is not the wide re- wide receivers coach anymore. No. He is the head coach. What he says goes, and I know it's very awkward. It's an awkward room. When he was underneath Whipple as a wide receivers coach, and now he's telling Whipple what to do, and Whipple being the guy, being smarter than everybody else in the room, big brain, big brain, is he going to be able to adjust? And Smothers is not his guy. I mean, honestly, Smothers is neither of those Smothers guys. Smothers is nobody's guy. He's nobody's guy. The right. guy is gone. I mean, he is Scott <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. Smothers is like a no man's land kind of. Nobody's really invested in him. Nobody recruited him. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's unfair to Smothers. Well, it is. But and you think about it. Let's go shift back to last Saturday. Logan comes out. We'll talk the first time he came on the field. He got three plays. And on third down. Talk about it. We talk about keeping it simple. On third down, get your guy to the sticks and get the first down. And every time they put some others in, it's always in like a shit spot. Like, yeah, they never the, give him a really they, fair shake. They never give him like, oh, why, why put him in when we're on like the 30 or 40? No, let's put him in when like we're inside our own 10-yard line. We, we bring Smothers in. He throws a ball to Oliver Martin on the sticks, and Oliver drops it. Dropped. And then next thing you know, gone. Bye. See ya. Chubba comes out, doesn't complete an enti- a pass the entire rest of the game. He didn't complete to, a pass. To Nebraska, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. He didn't complete fair. a pass in the second half. So my question, you bring up an interesting point where Smothers always seems to get the look where, I, like you said, it's just in a shit spot. Do they do that because they have the faith in Smothers to move that ball out of the shit spot? And if that's the case, no. why are we not giving him better looks? I, why are we only putting him in situations where it feels like he's set up for failure? I think that the reason Smothers is going in is for two reasons. One, the obvious one, to shut the fans up. We put Smothers in, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, that one drive where he we got tried. Three Yeah, we tried. We tried Smothers. Didn't work, right? I think the other thing, too, is as a quarterback, you know, those guys are kind of head cases. And they, if you pull a quarterback, being able to see it from the sideline, sometimes that helps. But in this case, you have two inexperienced quarterbacks. How is that going to help? Like you, put, you put Chubb on the sideline to see Logan for three plays, and you're like, see, I can do better than that. Watch. And I'll throw, a guy, throw the a, ball behind a guy. A and duck. Just throw a freaking yeah! Can't throw the ball down the field at all. Well, you can't. and a, a point we made, I, I believe, on Monday was Mickey getting asked what throws can Chuba make that Smothers can't. Oh, that's the not best. A good, not a good look. Well, and no. his answer well, was a really bad look. Oh, dude, it was worse than like uh, it was worse than the one drive substitution. What what was it? He said, "Oh, well, I, I don't really know." He's like, I, "I'm not sure because because on well, yeah, he was asked what throws yeah. can." Smother like can Chuba make that Smothers cannot. Correct. Yeah. And, and he got you had to think, and I understand it was right after a game, you know, emotions are flying and everything like that, but you have to know that question was yeah. coming. You know that you are getting pressed for your decision to keep Chuba in for that long because you did it the previous week. And it's if, not like this was the first time. You did it against Illinois as well. Yeah. And if you don't know, then why is Chuba the number one? Why? Like you it doesn't make any know sense. Why? Big should big I, brain, do you big want, brain. Do you want me to just come out and say it? Yes. How many people are watching? Four. Four. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Chuba is, I should say was, because I, I anticipate Smothers will start against Michigan. At least that's what we would hope. Well, we we'll, would we'll hope. go into that too. Yeah. But Chuba started because it seems like Mark Whipple might be the head coach and not Mickey Joseph. Really? Huh. I mean, I know. God, people are. How dare you? Hey, what? I don't know. Kind of seems like I. And well, I, hey, Mickey's and our I, guy. Mickey, I, Mickey is two and three. We need to give him a five, six year contract and just see how things play and, out. And you look, you know, Connor, you you did push back last week and you made great points. You said, hey, we wanted Whipple to come in and be the offensive guy. We wanted the head coach to relay responsibilities onto him. But he's not making great decisions. Do, do, like he's he's the annoying kid. Mark Whipple's the annoying kid with the what he's playing with the grocery bag. And, okay, take the toy out of his hand already. Yes, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, it, I mean, we beat it to death last season. Of Jesus, 
former head coach Scott Beep. You don't have to worry about <laughs> it. I, I got it on my own. Uh, like we wanted that play calling out of his hands. We got a guy that yeah. I, I think all of us, when he got hired, were at least marginally excited. I don't want to say we were excited. We were we were skeptical about it. We were like, hey, we, we know what we knew what we were getting with Mark Whipple. If you look in the past, it always took two years for his offense to actually get going. Sure. And he didn't have that kind of time. Correct. He's close to retirement. We knew he did not have that kind of time. Right. Were we excited because he just led the number one offense in the country? Yes. A little, yeah. But we knew he's pass heavy. And obviously, if you've been coaching as long as he has, you probably are boneheaded. But like, you're, like, you're stuck in your ways. Yeah, you are old 100%. Dogs, yeah. Old dogs, new tricks. Yeah, it's not happening. What a weird position to be in year over year to be last year begging for our head coach to give up play calling. And then this year, essentially begging our head coach to tell our OC, like, hey, look, what you're doing is not working. We need to stop doing this. But he owns everything because nobody else on that staff has ever called a play. Sure. That's the problem right. is that this staff inexperienced, inexperienced and Mickey's himself. Cause if, if he knew how to call plays, you know, Whipple had been gone too, but For he sure. can't, he's never called plays at this level. Right. I'm not going to say what he's done in his past, but at the power five level in the big 10, he has never called plays. So he, he can't, he knows that his hands are tied and Whipple's the only one in the staff that he trusts to do it. But now, I mean, I feel like there's almost like a like beef between the two. Oh, they're buttonheads for sure. Yeah. And that's, uh, to his credit, even with our former head coach, uh, there was clearly some contention between Whipple and that head coach. Oh, yeah. And it was always pretty well under wraps. So to think that there isn't some sort of contention that's being you know kept beneath the surface right now, I, I think is a little naive. I think there probably is some sort of contention. Well, and you sure. already notice it in the press conferences because Mickey will say one thing. He's like, hey, we need to... Shorten the game. We need to have three three to four yard runs. We can't be right? afraid of three to five yard runs. Yeah, It's exactly. okay to have those. Yep. And then Whipple says the other thing. He's like, hey, my goal is to get the team to score points. That, that, was, that was what he said today. So it's like, you can use the run to score points. They're not in sync they're when they're mutual. communicating yeah, exactly. to the media, too. Even if you're going to do what you want to do, you should at least have, like, you should be in sync when you're talking to the same people. That's the way this? it was with... Mark Whipple and Scott beat too. Yeah, was it was like Scott would Scott would say something, and then Whipple comes out and it's like, wait, but didn't the the so, supposed HC say yes. something? Not that. So <laughs> I just I, I almost think the common denominator here is is big brain Mark Whipple. Oh, that's so. exactly where I was going to go. Is like yes. a little bit of a hot take here. Is Mark Whipple the issue? Yes, because I it seems like a lot of the guys that work around him don't particularly enjoy him. Well, and it's not like under the previous regime. It's not like we had trouble moving the ball. We did have big plays. And sure. that's what Mark Whipple is. He's very good at play designing. He's just, I don't think he's a very good play caller. Agreed. And so I think that under he, Scott, Scott Beep, we had a lot of big plays, quick hitter stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and that's what these, like, but this, this offense is not recruited to do what Whipple wants to do. Correct. Well, and that's where the Chubba versus Mother's thing comes in because Chubba, Chubba was recruited to do that. That Mark Whipple and Chubba are tied at the hip. And so you got to think that Whipple looks at Logan Smothers like he's the misfit toy in the room that, yeah. dude, my offense doesn't fit you. But I mean, I, what am I supposed to do with this guy? But when he came in, two-minute drive. I mean, when he was in the two-minute drill, this dude executed plays. Honestly, you, I could argue right now, 
The throw that he made to Marcus Washington on fourth down beautiful, beautiful. might have been the best pass thrown by any quarterback wearing a Nebraska jersey this year. That was the most accurate and best throw I've seen by anybody that's played quarterback this year. And credit to Marcus Washington. Great catch. Great Absolutely. Catch. Great catch. But Heath put the ball Hats off. When in it a was spot catchable. that only yeah. his guy could get it mm-hmm. with the game on the line. Because literally, if we, get, if we don't get the fourth down, the game's over. Sure. And, and yeah, and just to be, I do want to be a little bit fair. Like, there were drops in that game that really stood out. Like, Vokalek had two drops. Trey Palmer. That last one was. Trey Palmer. Egregious. Um, he's your best player. you got to catch the fucking ball. <sighs> yeah. That, the last one was kind of egregious. Like, well, end of the game. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Trey had, like, a bad game. Like, he had great yard after catch. I can think of a few. But when the game is on the line, and your best player, who is a wide receiver, who, in my opinion, your wide receiver should not be your best player, but maybe we can talk about that later, um, but just couldn't come up with the catch that he was supposed to. And it's not like it was – I mean, some of the like some of the stuff that he went for and he took he took shots for, right, That this one was – in his hands. Like, it was a yeah. good thrown ball. Not only was it catchable, it's one of those ones that, like, buddy, you gotta catch that. Well, he, he well, yeah. gets you gotta up. catch that. He gets up, and his you remember his reaction, don't you? Yeah. He was. He uh, knew it. Yeah. He knew it. And he and we're not here to beat down on Trey Palmer. No. That's not what we're doing. He's our best oh, player. Not at all. Yeah. We're not beating down on Trey Palmer. It's just one of those things that you, even doesn't matter your level of talent, you're gonna have plays like that. It happens. Yeah. But it just happened to occur in a very, very crucial time. It's just, yeah. That's just Nebraska, though. That is, like, the most Nebraska thing ever is, okay, if you're in a certain situation, we're in a crap situation at quarterback, offensive line, all these things, and we actually have a chance to go down the field and tie the game. And we need out of all the people on the team that you think would fuck up in that situation, it's your best player. Trey Palmer wouldn't have even crossed my mind. Exactly. that. So it's tough to fault on a kid for that, but... Trey's going to be going and playing on Sundays regardless. Sure. If he catches that yeah. ball or not, he's going to be playing on Sundays next year. So, yeah. So, so, like, you know, looking ahead to Michigan, my plea, this is my plea, my expert, my expert plea to Mark Wibble, please start Logan Smothers against Michigan. You have been in the game for longer than I have been alive. You know more football than I've forgotten, right? Figure it out. Yeah. Please <laughs> Logan, you know what? You don't even need to change your offense. No. Because Logan Smothers runs it probably better than Chuba. Well, yeah, he executed well, the offense to a fucking T. You don't need to move mountains to make Logan Smothers your guy. You don't need to do that. Well, and it, it also works out because our, our good friend Tanner on Monday told us it's going to be incredibly hard to run against this Michigan line. It, it's going to be tough. Dude, they're we, good, we, man. They're, okay, but, <laughs> really good. but he did say one thing. In, he said, in the past, Michigan has struggled against mobile quarterbacks. And mm. I'm not saying... Here's the thing. If you're Michigan, you know Logan, his threat is going to be running the ball. They're going to make him throw it. Yeah. But that's what I, I want to see. We're going to be there. Like, we're going to be in Ann Arbor. We're going to be in the big house. And obviously, this is the largest point spread <laughs> In Nebraska football history. So 28 and a half. 30. No, it's, it's up to 30, 30 points now. 30 and, 30 and a half. And a half. It's, the, it's the largest 30 and a half. point There's no way we don't spread. cover that. I, I don't know. Bet your mortgage on that right now. There's no way we don't cover that. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is what I see happening. I don't want to get into the Michigan game yet, but it's like sure. if Big Brain has his way, 
what's going to hurt us and make that actually happen is going to be two things. Turning the ball over, obviously, will make Michigan score more points. Sure. Or three-play drives. Those quick, oh, ran the ball for one yard, time to throw it, second down, time to throw it, third down. Or, hey, defense, get back out there again. Did we have, what was it, six six straight three-play drives? Five five straight three and outs. The sixth was the interception. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. That's big-time bad. Yes. But, so, uh, to, to jump back to this Minnesota game, we talked about, you know, the offense shifting pretty heavily in the second half. But there was another big shift in that second half as well. That was Mo Ibrahim. Yeah. I mean, the guy in the first half we talked about had negative rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That defense was balling out. They were, it was a stout defense. In they that were first good. Half. I, I think all of us had to have been pretty excited about that. Well, especially without Nick Heinrich, like one of your leaders, your, one of your captains was out. And you have mm-hmm. a 18 year old freshman starting at middle linebacker. Thrown in there, probably should not be playing. This goes back to development retention yeah. under this previous I, regime. Ideally, he wouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be but, playing. I, and I'm not faulting the kid because he played very well. He did. But that defense was playing super well, and they played well enough to win the game. But go on, Connor. Yeah, but in, in that second half, I mean, I honestly at that point had not written Mo off because, I mean, he's a fantastic running back. I think we can all agree on that. But uh, arguably the best in the Big Ten. I, I mean, I Corum, Corum, uh, blah blah blah. But Corum will have something to say about but, that. This I mean, look, Saturday. Him, but know, at least it, it's an argument to be made. Yes. Neither of them are out of the discussion. Uh, but like seeing those negative rushing yards in the first half, I thought you know like this is a very winnable game. We've taken out what I thought was the biggest threat on their offense, and then he just made us pay by wearing us down. It was consistent. Kept that defense on the field. Kept them tired, and. That, like I said, it, it, that's what made us pay. That's what cost us that game. You look at the defense in the first half, and dare dare I say they probably played too well because they end up knocking Tanner Morgan out of the game on the last play of the half. And so you're thinking, all right, come on. Even with Ibrahim, he looks different. I mean, he, his foot looks like a club. Yeah, it, was, it, right, it looked like he had a full cast on that ankle. Yeah. I'm like... You got your his the backups coming in. Ibrahim doesn't look the same. Everything everything looks looks so looks good, good for Nebraska. Everything's looking up. Nebraska is getting the breaks, but their backup comes in, and he has just a different approach to the game. Minnesota on offense, yes, they did stick with Ibrahim, especially in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was a clinic yeah. over and over and over. But before that, they were taking shots downfield. They were making plays. It was there was a vertical threat that wasn't there before with Tanner Morgan, so there was something else to account for. Um, yeah, we weren't game planning for this kid. Well, no, and, not at all. Well, and the crazy part is, I heard after the game that Minnesota gives their backup quarterback as many number one reps as the starter gets, and I think part of that is probably because they do have a, a six year guy in Tanner Morgan. Right. I mean, yeah. that guy has a wife and kids and a four hundred one k, but yeah. dude's already looking at retirement. Exactly. AARP card. Yeah, right, he's right, got right. an AARP card, but. It just tells me, if you look at across the field to Nebraska, <laughs> we're arguing about two backup quarterbacks right now and how they don't have enough reps, and that was the excuse last week is they, you know, Chubba was hurt, didn't get enough reps, et cetera. And Minnesota is giving their backup quarterback, who's a freshman, who, and obviously the future, I would imagine, giving him as many reps as Tanner Morgan. What is, what's the biggest thing that we've talked about all season long where Nebraska really struggles? It's depth. And this right. is a, this is a key or a very clear point right here is we don't have when Casey Thompson's healthy, 
we don't have anything similar to that where these guys are getting in. Smothers is getting those kinds of reps. Chubb is getting those kinds of reps. We are a very, we set our eyes on something and that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. And we don't really plan for the worst. And that ultimately leads us to the worst case scenarios. When was the last time, and I can ask you guys this, when was the last time a backup quarterback didn't have to play for Nebraska in a season? I couldn't tell you. Didn't have to? In a full season? Yeah. Oh. I just want to know. Like, I think mean, about shit. it. Okay. I would assume decades. Well, look. Uh, Let's just go back. You, you Work even, about it. Like, well, think about it. I'm Casey just, Thompson, Adrian Martinez, Tanner Lee. God. Gosh, that was yeah. rough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, Tommy Armstrong. Taylor got hurt all the time. Uh, Taylor. Taylor Martinez got hurt all the time. I mean, you can just keep going back further and dude, further. You you go back to the '94 championship team. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, their backup I'm played so- a lot. All right, may he rest in peace. Yeah. I, that's you just, know, it's that's probably, insane. At the University so okay. of Nebraska, you should be able to sell that to any quarterback that you are going to play if you're number two. I, I would say, though, that I, I think most teams probably have that same thing. I think it's rare that, you know, you don't see a backup at least at some point during a season. Are we, are we talking about a backup starting games or a backup seeing the field? I disagree. I think good teams, you don't see that. Like, you see their backup, but it's when it's in garbage time. Like we haven't yeah, had to think so about the, it. The, our non con question is: are, are we talking about backups like starting games, starting games, playing, oh, starting playing games. significant minutes? Right. I still think there's. I, I would say over fifty percent of teams probably lie in that area. But winning teams is what I'm saying. They don't need to play their backups unless they're beating on the scrub teams they schedule. But when Nebraska schedules the scrub teams, we lose to them. So our backups mm-hmm. never get opportunities to play in practice. Right. So and you're seeing it right now because if we would have beat North Dakota handily and got our backup, hey, in, if we would have beat f- fucking Georgia Southern, Georgia God. Southern, uh, don't worry, I had blocked that game. Out the of Georgia mind. Southern game, Jeez. you know that they told Logan and Chuba, hey, you're gonna get some reps this game, right? Because we're confident, because we just know we're gonna beat a team we're supposed to beat, right? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Um, maybe a part of this too is Minnesota under. PJ Fleck, foot respect Fluke. on the man's name. Fluke. I will not. No, I'm I'm good. Maybe we're talking about backups. Blah, blah, blah. They have an identity. Yeah, they we know lack that. Who they are. Just imagine. Just imagine if we had an identity. I swear we there do that isn't, every week. There isn't one. There no. hasn't no. been one since well, Bo. Actually, I since yeah, I'd say Bo. I yeah. would disagree with that. Go on. I think oh, Nebraska, God, you're gonna- <laughs> Nebraska does have an identity. You're going to flip it. <laughs> it's sadness. <laughs> That's your identity. <laughs> we the do identity have an identity. Is sadness. <laughs> it's sadness. It's uh, mishmash. Disappointment. It's disappointment. But I know you're sticking with the emotion. Oh, yeah. I'm no, trying I am. To, <laughs> it's disorganization. That's it's, exactly where I was going. It's dysfunction. It's, it's your head coach... Not grinding for four years. It's your head coach not caring. Derek, yeah, caring. I bet. God, isn't that just crazy? To to your point about, you know, this organization, I feel like we've said this a thousand times a season, is with personnel management, they're literally, like at times, there just seems to be no rhyme or reason. It's just like, oh, we're going to plug and play and see if this works. And it's like, dude, this is why you practice, is to know if these things works. Game time is not the time to be figuring these things out. But again, you know, I, I go back to like my point about practice. It's like, do we know if are we're you, accurately are your practices yeah. even good? And you would have to bet with a guy like Scott Beep. I, I'm not going to bring up stories that we've heard or whatever. It just didn't seem like the dude was engaged. 
No. And so if he's not engaged, <laughs> think, why the hell should I be engaged? Yeah. From and what we've heard from a number of different sources was the fact that it, we don't have to wonder if he was engaged. We know that he actively was not. He didn't yes. care. I think we know for a fact that engagement was not there. And I think it was initially, but I just... Sure. I mean, hell, the man was engaged to his wife and he still didn't work that way. Okay, um, look, <laughs> we talk about head coach engagement or lack thereof, right? And we can ask ourselves, hey, did this Minnesota game help or hurt MJ's chances of being the, H- the HC of the future, right? And I just think to myself, right, I, I-, I watch this week and last week against Illinois. And look, brass tacks... In both games, you hold leads. Minnesota was 9-6. This one was 10-zip. What happens? It's an inevitable blown lead. Inevitable meltdown. Inevitable looks like not a mentally strong team. And so I watched this team. It felt familiar. It felt familiar. It felt like a Scott Bleep coach team. And yeah, I get it. Mickey Joseph has a roster that he didn't recruit. But I keep hearing from fans, the mentality is so much different. Yeah. They, they play they play harder. Wrong, because they played hard, hard under Scott, too. Yeah, let's, let's not be... Yeah. yeah, we had the most closest fucking season of all time. <laughs> right. That was yeah. the, People that forget was so quickly. Literally that, set yes, records. We, we went 3-9 we, last year. We outscored our opponents, and we had nine losses. <laughs> the, main, the main reason that Scott Bleep was brought back was because not even like all the close losses. I would argue that the team did not give up, right? Correct. They, they Correct. didn't they didn't quit playing like they did under Mike Riley and probably Billy C as well. And all those so it felt familiar. That's all I'm saying. I'm not I don't, I don't think the mentality of this team is all that much different than a couple months ago. My thought is that as far as the administration is concerned, I don't think this loss should entirely just diminish Mickey's hopes of being head coach. What I think it should be is a wake-up call to these Husker fans that are blindly loyal to Mickey. I've mentioned it like the last two or three episodes. Yes. That Husker fans latch on far too quickly. This should be a wake-up call to you that just because Mickey's our interim does not mean he should be the next head coach. The fact that he's there now, it, like, I'm happy to have Mickey here right now. I yes. Think. He was the best guy for the job at this moment. One, he helps I'm not write the ship. Yeah, exactly. But when we talk about the next head coach, I'm not looking at this moment. I'm looking at next season. I'm looking at the next five seasons. Yes. Just because Mickey's there now, like this should be a wake-up call to you to understand he's not the only option. There are better options out there. And we've said it for, I guess, pretty much since Mickey has taken over. We've said, you have to earn it. Like We, we want Mickey... To have a fair shake at the job, but on the flip side, we want him to earn the job. And blowing leads in the last two games, it really doesn't help his case. I'm not saying that everything he still wants and what this team wants is still on the table, but I'll tell you right now, you're going to go into Ann Arbor and you're playing a number three team in the country. It yeah. does not look good for no. for Mickey. I mean, if you keep it close, maybe that helps you out a little bit, but then you got to go and somehow beat two teams that you haven't beat in the last eight and seven years. Yeah. So, Mike, you consistently refer to what Mickey's doing right now as an audition. Yeah, it's an and audition. And that's exactly correct. Again, just because he's interim doesn't mean he gets the job. you got to earn it, like you said. Yeah. And the audition right now is not going all that well. Yeah. 
And the look, two wins yeah. he's got, uh, you know, I'm happy for him. But they're not the wins. They're, like, they're nothing to hang your hat on. Well, we, those two teams that we beat mm. were worse than Nebraska last year. Yeah. These and, are not wins to hang your hat on. And, you know, when after the Rutgers game, one of the things that we said, right, was does Scott Bleep win that game? And we said, probably not, probably right? Not. Probably not. They don't win that game. But is that what you so, want to hang your no, head on? I, I get <laughs> it. Is that the bar? I know. So, yeah. Gosh. The thing is about interim coaches as well. Most of the time, like, interim coaches get, like, two games, three, or or maybe they coach a bowl game. Yes. This like is a Bo weird Blaney scenario. Sure. He's got nine games. And if you would have led the team to a bowl, it would have been more. So he's in a very unique situation where he can coach nine games. And that's not an insignificant sample size. I think that's a pretty significant sample size, in my opinion. Well, And people got to remember, too, this it's, team had lofty expectations. So it's not like this roster is ass. I'm not saying it isn't ass, but I'm saying at the beginning <laughs> of the season, we've had worse. this rosters. is the same exact roster that they expected Scott to win eight games. I will, I will sit here. Make a bowl at least. Yes, and make a bowl at least. That was all he had to do under yeah. Trevor Albert's requirements was to win six games. So this is that same roster. Yeah. I will sit here and tell you I was, and unfortunately Kyle's not here to back me up. Shout out Kyle. I was one of the guys looking at the schedule, looking at our roster. I said uh, my season prediction was eight and four. <laughs> Obviously we're not getting there. <laughs> but uh, I think if Mickey would have gotten us to a bowl game, there would have been a very serious argument about whether Mickey should be the head coach. Yeah, but that is far Mickey, from a possibility. Far. Mickey is facing a murderer's row. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, it, it, it's tough. And, you know, again, you know, people will say, you know, that back half of the season was pretty tough. Like, we should give him another chance. No. No, we don't have to do <laughs> uh, that. Trev we, is, like, we literally don't have to. No, I, I, right? no, we don't. All of us here support Mickey Joseph. We all want to have him retained on staff, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of us want him to stay here. But to say that he should be our next head coach, I think is very premature. Yeah. And just going back to the whole mentality talk, right? After the game, Caleb Tanner says those things about Minnesota, how they came out harder. It looked like they wanted it more. Nebraska came out complacent and too comfortable. I get it. He's emotional. You know, he's in his freaking... Wife beater with his freaking freaking jacked, right? Again, like, how is that supposed to help Mickey's case? They, they come out complacent, not ready. God, doesn't that just seem familiar? It's, it's kind of an indictment. I'm sorry, yeah. and, and I get it. He's probably emotional, and he probably didn't mean it, and he, he's trying to come up with an answer, but isn't aren't we trying to save Mickey's head coaching job? Yeah. Like, isn't he supposed to be... Well, and... Are you supposed to help that case? Where better to get an unfiltered take just right from the horse's mouth? Right there. Yeah, well, that's your... That's a team captain. Yeah, right from the horse's mouth. We were complacent. Yeah. Why? Was yeah. your coaching what staff not getting you? you... Yeah. Who, what, where, when, why, how? Figure it out. Figure it out. Whisper it. Figure it out. <laughs> okay. I think... I think we, we beat this... Beat this Minnesota loss to death. Yeah. No, um, they beat us to death. They didn't beat us to death. They beat me to death. Well, they mentally probably broke your heart. <laughs> but every week, let's let's talk about Saturday. Let's talk about Michigan. This daunting task. We were just talking about Mickey mm. has a daunting task be- with the next three games: Michigan, <sighs> Wisconsin, Iowa. Okay, 
Let's not even look forward to Wisconsin. We don't. Yet. We don't need to talk about them. I'm yet not worried because about that there's yet. a lot of stuff that could happen after this Michigan game. Yes, it can. You know, and of course it comes out. Yeah, yesterday is- about a. I'll say a key defensive player. Yes. Yes. You know, that's drink, drinking his sorrows away. I guess that's what that's what that's what we did too. Yeah. It's just we didn't drive after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was actually just about to bring this up as well. <laughs> is that a reason that we saw a move from twenty eight and a half to thirty and a half? Is that is that a key component? I don't know if yeah. number eight is enough for that yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, or maybe the people made, came to their senses and said, "Oh, this is still Nebraska." I I still like, dude, especially at thirty and a half. That's, that's so many points. That's a, I, that's a line that I think any reasonable better would stay away from. Yeah. I am not reasonable, though. I'm taking Nebraska to cover. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Good for okay. you. I haven't bet on Nebraska since week one last season when Illinois made me cry. Yeah. Um, but this is the one where it's like, dude, 30 and a half is just far too many points. Good luck with that. Far too many. So let, let's stick on that. Mickey defended the player and said, well, didn't defend the player. He He openly said that what he did was selfish. And he did not put the team first. He did not protect the team. Obviously, that was a bad mistake. But let's go on the ripple effect. What happens now? Because ripple or whipple? Whipple. That that will be an effect, but (laughs) not for this scenario. Phelan Samford is going to be the starting safety now. What does that tell you? We have Noah Pola Gates. We have <laughs> we have these scholarship guys that are behind Phelan Samford. And I'm not saying that he's a bad player because that dude, you want to talk about a lunch pail guy. He plays hard. He plays his ass off. Hard Special teams. Sure. Defensively. I mean, he... He's blocked a punt. And, and Travis hey. Fisher even said it last week. He was on, on a radio show and he said, does Phelan Samford look like a walk-on to you? Because he doesn't, he doesn't see the difference between a walk-on and a scholarship guy. He's going to play the best player. So what does that tell you about well, you've said it before, the lack of depth that this program has had. Mm-hmm. And lack of development. Now, all these four-star guys that they recruit out of Florida, wherever the f- they recruit them from, and either they don't get enough PT right away, and they leave, or they get homesick, and they leave, and they leave, and they leave, and they just keep leaving. So, God, all that stargazing from guys that live a thousand miles away has resorted Nebraska to this point to Phelan Sanford. No offense to him, but... Again, if you are a blue blood program, <laughs> yeah, not. I was gonna, I was going to like have. Phelan Saver probably of, shouldn't be your starter. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I was gonna have some sort of a rebuttal about the laughter with blue blood, and mm. I can't anymore. The only power five team since 2017 to not make a bowl game. Kansas is going bowling. Yeah, Kansas, and they tore down the goalposts and celebrated. Like, I wish we could have Mike, done. I know you argue the blue say. blood thing because, you know, it's the, the corner of the blah that yeah. doesn't look good where the whole picture is still a, We're still a blue blood program. We'll have uh. we'll have an entire offseason to debate that <laughs> shit. I'll just tell you that now. Well, there is a game on Saturday. Let's talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, okay, so when we when we talk about this Michigan game, right, when you had your our boy, Mike's boy, Tanner Wooten on, one of the things that he said was Michigan may be overlooking Nebraska. You know, they're looking ahead to their main rival, Ohio State. And I, so, hey, maybe there's a chance that this, it was 28 and a half before, but this 30 and a half, you know, maybe Michigan won't cover it. And, like, they're going to stick to the run game. That's they're a five-score game. They're going to keep things very vanilla because they don't, right, that's a lot. It's a five-score game. They're going to keep things very vanilla. They're going to keep things simple. 
because it works for them, and they're playing a team that isn't very good. And they have an identity, but go on. Yeah, and so, like, I'm sitting here as a Nebraska fan, and I'm like, gosh, look at where this program is, where Michigan could cover, but, hey, maybe they won't because they just don't really want to. They don't feel like it. Yeah. I don't want... And, you know, they got the playoff looming, so they probably want to bolst, bolster their resume and but want to blow Nebraska out, but go on. They also have Ohio State next week. Don't so risk it, injury. Yeah, why Why risk it? You know, yeah. they could they can just be... They could be okay with three-yard run, three-yard run, 70-yard run, yeah. three-yard run. Burn clock. Yeah, and they're okay with it. They don't, yeah. they don't need to put any of their stars at risk when they have Ohio State, the... Largest rival they have coming to town. And another playoff team. I mean, like, you're looking... Michigan and Ohio State, in my opinion, should be, hopefully, by the end of the season, both playoff teams. I'm a Big Ten guy at heart. Obviously, I love Nebraska the most. But I I, I want two Big Ten teams in that playoff. The other thing that you mentioned is, maybe is Michigan overlooking Nebraska? My question is, is it reasonable for them to overlook Nebraska? I think it is. I, I honestly believe, like, Michigan is obviously one of the best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Do they need to worry all that much about Nebraska? I think Nebraska fans, they look at Michigan's game last week against Rutgers, where Rutgers actually managed to have a lead in that game. And the, the Kool-Aid drinkers among us will say, oh, see, it can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Can happen. I get it. Any, any given Saturday, whatever. Yeah, Can I mean, and I, and I, we, I'm a proponent many, of that. I am a proponent of any given Saturday, but not this Saturday. How many yeah. times <laughs> have we said, and Jared, I think it's your quote, why not Nebraska? What? Why, why not? Everybody else! Everybody can else. Can do it! Unfortunately. You know why? Everybody else can figure it out. <laughs> everybody can figure it out besides us. Frankly, if I'm Michigan, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, and I mean this with all love and all respect to our players and our coaching staff, if I am on that Michigan staff, I'm already looking past Nebraska. I'm already damn. looking past it. Well, damn. And gosh, you you hope Mickey Joseph, who is the interim head coach, I hope is he makes using, him pay. He's using that 30 and a half line and saying, nobody, people think that you are below shit. Like shit is here, you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Why, Make him pay. why not use that as motivation? No, not Nebraska. Bolton nope. board material, nope. right? It sucks. Nope, not it Nebraska. Sucks, though. But this is the reality we live in right now. unfortunately it is well a lot of that what's going to determine if they hit that 30 and a half point spread is what we do on offense we have to protect the defense we have to give them time we have to shorten the game that means what mickey said earlier this week be okay with those three to four yard runs you have to be yeah i'm not saying you're going to get them but you have to be okay with three to four runs and eating clock. If you have those quick 30-second drives. Dude, that's, that's what we saw against Minnesota. Is we, we were eating clock. We were taking our time. We were making sure that what we were doing was correct. And then everything changed. It, when we go into that try-and-go-hot or like fast-paced offense, things fall apart so quickly. We are not built for that right now. We do not have the depth to do that right now. You know what Nebraska should do? They should do what? Triple option. They should do what? The Jeff Munkin. God damn it. I knew that's where we were going. Did I knew that's where we were going to Michigan in 2019 and took them to double overtime. And yeah, they lost. I know. Shut up. I know they did. 
Question. 20, 24 to 21, just saying. And look, and I know Sounds Mark like Whipple. Glenn. Yeah. Can and I know Mark Whipple is not going to run the ball that much, but just do it. Jeff Munkin did. Is Nebraska looking uphill at App State right now? No. Hoping to be the next <laughs> App State. No. I think one thing that I'm wondering about this game is last year, and you could argue we probably should have won that game. I mean, we had the ball. Dude, that game broke my heart. I we had the ball in our hands to go down and win the game, and all our quarterback had to do was not give the other team the ball. What do he do? And he gave the team the. Oh. I mean, forward progress doesn't exist. But anyways, yeah, hold on to the damn ball. So to me, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh maybe feels that from last year, and he's like, hey, in Lincoln, that crowd was loud. They, you know, they pissed me off because he was a freaking character during that game. The crowd, oh, the booed, Michigan players, are going, well, yeah, and and the crowd booed Jim Harbaugh a lot for yelling at the refs and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't know, Harbaugh maybe because maybe he is. remembers the game from last year. Just obviously, concerning signals. That was yeah. I that. Uh, you know, I think started. I have I think I have seen it called once or twice since then, but I did see still, it once after that. Yeah, it's still like, doy? <laughs> what I <Yeah>. did? <laughs> They're trying to be tricky. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, no shit. Uh, shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, five yards. <laughs> well, he literally was what? like this. He's like, "Hey, you, you need to be at the right spot." That was it. That was hey, it. Are there flags hey, for hey, fake dumbass. puns? Hey, you, not like, good things. <laughs> yeah. Are there flags for fake puns, fake field goals? Like, <laughs> right. Ah, oh, you confused him. Oh, got him. That's the fucking point. All right, guys. Let's get into our score predictions for Saturday. Okay. You said it, so you go. I have to start. Shit. Okay. I think. And I do not remember my score prediction from Monday. So I'm just going right off the top of my head. I think Michigan, I think they win 38-14. It seems like we're always wildly close on our scoring predictions. Well, what do you got then? I have Michigan winning. I don't want to shock anybody. I have Michigan 42, Nebraska 14. 42-14. I had originally said 54-20. to Yeah, you did. Hmm. And look, you know, Nebraska does play it close. And yeah, Michigan might call the dogs off. 40, 41 to 20. So we all are co- are calling a cover. All of us. 41, 20. Is that what I want to go with? 41? I don't know. My thing, though, is I, I'm just nervous that we're not going to score any points. Four, 45, <laughs> we're, we're 45, 20. 45, 20. 45, 20. 45, 20. That's still a cover. God, are they going to score 20 points? I don't no, think they're so. not. I don't 45, think so. 17. That's still a cover. Okay. God, isn't that? I just keep going down. I know. <laughs> 45, 17. Um, okay. Boom. I'm just going to. Nebraska, right? Uh, <laughs> stupid. And yeah, we're going to the game. I would love to see it. Not happening. We're just going to go down there and Kool-Aid enjoy Kool-Aid boy. <laughs> Farthest thing from it. If, <laughs> if we do win, I want you guys to tear down their own goalpost. Yeah, slide down the pole of the Vaseline. Yeah, (laughs) tear down Michigan's goalpost for me. It's just not going to happen. So it's not. Okay. Well, is there anything else? Let's let's we got to stick with the segment that we've done every week. Who's your number one coach right now? Um. Okay. So last week I said climbing. He's climbing up the charts. Woo. Still not going to happen. So I'm going Galaxy Brain. It's not even Galaxy Brain. Because it's don't you completely it. reasonable. Don't you say it. Jeff! Mute his, mute his mic. 
Mute his we only reserve that for Scott <laughs> and Jeff. Don't you dare put those two names together in the same goddamn sentence. That is a travesty. Jeff Munkin, Galaxy Brain. Ready for this? Oh, oh no. God, you're going to love it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, Offensive I, coordinator. I'm going beyond it. HC. Willie Korn. I want. Coastal. Uh, Coastal. Mute his OC. Mic. Mute his mic. <laughs> bring it. Bring Hey, sling all your arrows. <laughs> hey, uh, after Black Friday, I'll, I'm here for it. I'm here no, for the hate. No. Everyone is going to hate the hire. I hate and you I'm now. And I'm going to be here. You'll hate me after he's hired, too. <laughs> Everyone hates it. I'm just there like, oh, but I thought you trusted Trev. I never said that. Yes, you did, bitch. Trust Shut and up. Trev. Trust and Trev. Trust and Trev. Trust and Trev. Why do we not have any Trust and Trev merch? Keep, we, we, should, we should get that yeah, done. Maybe. We probably should. Especially after Black Friday once Jeff yeah. Munkin is hired. Go! No. What do you got? What What is your, uh, who's your hot candidate? Is it still the same? So I have a two-parter to this. Uh, the first one is, uh, I know it's a listener that texted me this morning and brought up a coach's name and said, you know, why is nobody talking about this guy? Mike, I talked to you about this earlier, but the name was Tom Herman. And we agreed on this. The reason no one's talking about Tom Herman is because he sucks. He, he's literally Scott <laughs> Frost 2.0. Scott who? Uh, no, I mean, like, seriously, he is. Tom uh, Herman sucks. He, I want to go with that. Scott, no, he Scott is Scott Bleep is literally, and people think this is kind of crazy. He's one of the worst coaches of in all modern time. college football history. Yeah, we, we Tom Herman talk is about far, Nebraska. Tom no, I'm talking about that. his personality, though. Very, very yeah. similar. But dude, fuck a personality. Well, you know. like, I'm, I'm not worried about personality. I'm looking at you know his coaching history, how he's done. Tom Herman sucks. That's why we're not talking about him. And it's, hey, like, you know what? When I got and that text, I told them. Yeah. <laughs> when I got that text and it said, why is no one talking about Tom Herman? It actually was one of those things that that was the first coach that has been brought up to me that I had to say is like, I literally have not heard that name in any rumors, any circles I've talked to. That is like one of the only names I haven't what, heard. What is and he for doing? good reason. What's he doing right now? He's unemployed. unemployed. He's we unemployed. just looked it up. Yeah, really? we look it up. He Nothing. was like the assistant offensive analyst on the Bears. Yeah. And he got let go from that. So shocker. He does not have a job for a reason. Yeah. And it's not going to be at Nebraska. Um, Don't see. But it. so to get to my coaching pick, Woo. it has not changed. Okay. It is still Bill O'Brien. Because he's part of the Feldman Four. It is still Bill O'Brien. I, I think the Feldman Four is completely reasonable with like I th I just feel like those four are like where what it's come down to, honestly. Okay. And I want to stick on that though. If, so if I'm gonna it, give you mine. Yeah, please. The Feldman four. You said one. You said one. I'm going to say the other one. I knew you were. Matt Rule. I knew it was coming. I was going to say, if we don't get Bill, I'd love Matt Rule. There was a lot of smoke, and we didn't really talk about this, but there was right. a lot of smoke last week on 1620. They were saying that there were some Auburn sources saying that Matt Rule was already signed, sealed, delivered to Lincoln. With that being said, obviously, none of that stuff happened yet. Right. It yet. could happen, but it, it did not happen. This is not private information. This is public knowledge. It's yeah. all over the internet, all mm -hmm. over the radio. But... If Trev hires Matt Rule, I think that nails all the things that we want in a head coach. He's built programs from shit. He's sure. done that twice. Took over that Baylor team after all those probably should have got the death penalty situations again, uh, similar to Bill O'Brien. Oh, up there with Penn State, right? Yes. Yeah. And he took over that, and they were a very, very good team. Also, question, question with Matt Rule, though. Yeah. Matt Rule at Baylor never beat a ranked team. 
I don't give a is shit. That, yeah, well, that was my is question. He, was, is he going to make a bowl a game? Sure. Right now, no. I mean, I, honestly, I, I've said this. I'm on record. I've said it a hundred freaking times. Anybody, any freaking coach is better than Scott. <laughs> there will, there's literally, you can never hire a coach that is worse than him. So I'd agree. All these guys that we are talking about, even Jeff Munkin is. I like how he did the beat before the Munkin. He said the Munkin. Because yes. he secretly wants him. Go no, on. No, I don't want him. I know you don't, but, but even, he's like 30%. Even Jeff Munkin is a better coach than Scott. I would agree. Yes. Dude, honestly, and this is going to be insane. I think I could probably, in a season, <laughs> Damn it. win just as many games as Scott. I mean, honestly, but it, I mean. Mickey's already done it, so yeah, three. He already got to three. So and that was and how many times has Mickey been a head coach? Zero. Oh, zero. Yes. and he's already got. He's he's on Scott's at the product. power five level, of course. Yes. Yeah, and yes. he's still still yeah. matching what Scott did. So sticking on the Matt Rule thing, I think that one. I read an article about Matt Rule that he is an excellent recruiter in the state of Texas. Mm. That is an that is a. Thing to me that we need to get back in the state of Texas. All of the years that we were successful, and obviously we were in the Big Eight, Big Twelve, but a lot of our guys came from the Longhorn State, horns down. And horns down. to me, that's what we need. We need guys that already have relationships with high school coaches that can come in, automatically start pulling guys, and getting guys in here right away. And and to me, Matt Rule would make the most sense. Not to mention he has that $40 million buyout that he just got from the Panthers. And so we might actually be able to take a discount, pay him less because the Panthers are already covering his salary, right. so to and me, get a good coaching staff around him. To me, that $40 million buyout is almost a negative. It could be. It could go it either way. It could, it could be, be yes. argued either way. Yeah, because, like, will he want to continue to coach if he's already got the 40 mil? Back to what Mick said when we had I mean, Mick Stoltenberg on. He's a competitive on. guy. He he's a, he's yeah. a competitor. Yeah. And, and to me, if you're a competitive guy and you just had your, your name rubbed through the freaking dirt in, in Carolina. You want to save that reputation. You want to get your reputation back to being known as a good college football head coach. I'll tell you what. You give me $40 million and you can say whatever you want about me. Yeah, or, I feel yeah, it. Yeah, I, I won't work again. I, yeah. I don't think I need to because no, You why? can say whatever you want about me. Yeah. I don't care. I got 40 mil. <laughs> you think I'm going to be sad on my jet ski? No. <laughs> on my jet ski. You don't need 40 million to buy a jet ski, Connor. Oh, it's going to be a nice jet ski. <laughs> well, and the thing about rule two, like you mentioned the Texas connections. Of course, I think that'd be a positive. Another thing too, he emphasizes, I think, the run game. He also has coached on both sides of the ball. He's been a defensive guy and an offensive guy. So he's and he played at Penn State. And let's just let's just say this right now, because this goes with Bill O'Brien as well. Nobody cares about the NFL. No one. That is I irrelevant. Don't care about yeah. oh, he, at this GM, he couldn't do that. I I'm don't give hired. up about GM. I'm not hiring him to be a GM. Even when he was a head coach at the Texans. They still won titles. And yes, I know the AFC South sucked, but hey. he still did it. Look at his quarterbacks that he had, Bill O'Brien, at, at, the, at the Houston Texans. Bruh, stop. GM, He's don't a good care. Coach. Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers, stop. His best quarterback was Teddy Bridgewater. And yes, all respect to Teddy Bridgewater, but he's not going to win you anything. It's, it's so the same stop. thing. Again, prior to the episode, we talked about when I was talking about Bill O'Brien, people... It's recency bias. Yes. They see what he did in Houston, and they say, oh, well, the guy sucks. Yeah. That's just, it's <laughs> just wrong. It. Yeah. It's just wrong. Yeah. To, yeah. And 
I will take any coach that's been through the Nick Saban recovery program. So those guys all seem to pan out okay. Um, I mean, I would still take another guy off that and Lane Kiffin. I would One name Lane I do Kiffin. want to talk about before we wrap up. Cool. What are your guys' thoughts on Gary Patterson? That was the, that was the last name on the, the Feldman Four. What is your thoughts on Gary Patterson? I respect Gary Patterson. He did a phenomenal job, phenomenal job at TCU until those latter two, three years, whatever, where he got fired. They built the statue for the man. Okay? He's a, he's a very good defensive-minded head coach. Um, I will say, though, I will say a lot of people use his age against him. I honestly don't care about that. If he, if he were to come here, and let's just say he's here for five years. He is able to get us to a bowl. Transition. Hey, uh, they won eight games. They don't look too bad. Oh, wow, nine games. Like, I'd, I don't need him to stay here for 20 years. If it's him, just get, off, get us off on a solid footing. Yeah, build a base. Like, build a base, right? I'm not, if, if he was hired, would I be, like, ecstatic? No, I wouldn't. But I'm also aware of, Nebraska's standing in the college football world, and it's not the greatest. Would you go to sleep crying if we hired him? No, I no. wouldn't, but you would. No, I, I don't think what I would. would. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Go, go, go on. on. You stay yours. No, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Okay. I, I think he would be a good fit at Nebraska. I think he's a good coach. He's not in my top five. No. He's not in my top five. And the, how how would he do? What would he? Do, how would he do with nil? And people will say he's old. He doesn't want nil. How much does he have to do with that anyway? Well, I don't think he really has to worry about that. No, and it, he and he is a good recruiter, and he he would have the Texas connections as well. Yes, and that was another thing I was going to hit too. Is that it goes back into getting back into the state of Texas. He he is a good recruiter. He has connections, and if you look at TCU right now, they're ranked number four in the country. Yeah. So he left with his player. With yeah, yeah he left a. Very good roster, a very good coaching staff. I mean, five-star culture. Hey, I would be okay with the hire. I, once again, any coach is going to be better than the former head coach, Scott. Beep. So let's make that clear. If they were to hire Gary, although he's 62, and that's the one knock I have on him, but I, I'm also in the same boat as you. Build a foundation and go walk off into the sunset. I don't give a shit. Make Nebraska respectable where... If if Trev is getting a lot of no's right now from coaches that he would want, ideally, Gary Patterson does his thing for five years, and maybe coaches look at Nebraska and say, hey, Gary Patterson might not be the greatest head coach, but even he did eight, nine wins every year. Well, and people are I comparing. I can go in there. People are comparing him to the Mike Riley hire because Mike Riley was also 62 when we hired him, right? Yeah. You can't compare the two. Mike Riley was a 500 coach when he got here. He was a 500 coach when Dude, he left. Gary Patterson hey, is literally a Hall of Fame head coach. Yes. He is yes. a winning head coach. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going, and he's not going to let some of this shit happen in the program that was happening under the last two regimes. I'll even say the Riley regime. Like, so people it, aren't thinking about Trev Alberts, what Trev Alberts wants. What Tre people all on the internet, they know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I thought you trusted in Trev. Trev is supposed to be the one making the hire. That's part of the reason why I am picking Jeff Munkin because Jeff Munkin is literally the most organized head coach of all time. <laughs> he gives a rat's ass. He will emphasize the run game. He will not run the triple option like everybody thinks 100% of the time. Jeff Munkin will set a, and maybe this is like the Gary Patterson thing, 
He might not be here for 20 years, but he's going to do the five-year foundation building. Go on, sorry. No, you're fine. I Back to the Gary Patterson thing about, you know, if he gets he's here for five years and, you know, we have that kind of stepping stone. I think it's important to recognize that everyone wants that the next head coach is going to be the next guy to bring us back to, you know, national prominence or even Big Ten prominence. I think that's unreasonable. The next head coach is probably a five, six, seven-year guy. Maybe. That's going to... You know, bring Nebraska back to respectability. Just respect Dude, us a little bit. Dude, people shit on Nebraska all the time. We we're, are the we're laughing, laughing stock. stock. And yes. we are the most loyal fans. I don't give a shit what anybody fucking says. Go point out pictures in the stadium of little seats empty. Yeah. We are the most loyal fans. Find any other fans that will attend football games for the amount of games that we've won in the last five years. Exactly. Right. I it's think just, this, this next head coach is going to be a transitional I don't I'm think so. hoping for I disagree. I, it will not be a transition. Unless, I think if you hire an old one of those splash hires like a Bill O'Brien, like a Matt Rule, I see a five, six, seven year guy that's just going to be get us back to where we're relevant, at least a little. I don't know. I tre, this is this hire is going to define Trev Albert's tenure at Nebraska and could stain his player tenure. You gotta remember when he took this job now, like if he, if he fails here as a AD, right? Like people aren't gonna Steve Peterson, Bill Moose, Bill Moose. We're not gonna go honor. We're not gonna honor him on the fucking field. No. You know what I'm saying? Like if if he does that, if if he fails as an athletic director, this is on his legacy. But so like, are you are you swinging for the fence here, or do you just want to get on base? For me, I want to get on base right now. No, I to me it it has to be the right fit. Trev knows what he's doing. If it's Matt Rule. Trust and Trev. Yeah. Tr- I mean, regardless, trust and Trev. It doesn't matter. If, if they hire Jeff Munkin tomorrow, I'm going to be, I'm going to wear my Jeff Munkin hey! shirt tomorrow. Absolutely. It doesn't I matter. I don't care. Whatever Trev makes for his decision. If he hires Mickey, I'm going to support Mickey until he's no longer the head coach. We're, we're behind this program 100%. Yes. It does not matter. What? So. Sadly. Well, and look, and a lot of people think that the Trev Alberts hire, it's only going to be a one-time thing. And I, I would just be careful with that because. Let's say it is a Matt Rule, and Matt Rule does well, and another team hires him away. Trev Alberts will get to hire another guy. Yes. Right? And then, like, if it's Gary Patterson. Or, or Joe Lungan. Or Bill O'Brien. Say it. Just uh, say Bill it. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Let's say it's a five-year thing, and they build Nebraska to respectability, and they retire. Trev Alberts will get to hire another guy. Yes. A lot of people think this is a one and done. I'm just not so sure of that. Well, that's, that's exactly it could be what I'm a saying. one and done. It could, it could be, but, but I mean, is that likely? No, do, I do mean, we, is that like a high end percentage that we think this is going to be a one and done? I don't think so. If he hires the wrong guy, 100% is one one and done. If he hires the wrong guy and we fail after two or three years, well, the, and the, I have faith in Trev Alberts to make a, an, again, we're not going to talk about former head coach. I, I trust him to make an improvement. How large that improvement is yet to be seen. Every team makes a bowl game. That should not be our standard. I'm, I'm not saying that that should. But frankly, I it think is year right one. Now. I think seriously, year one, that should be the expectation. I don't give a shit uh, what the roster looks like. We got to be careful, though. We don't even know who's because who this coach is. We don't know what the team's going to look like. We got no. This idea. entire roster is going to flip the transfer portal. Right. Everything else. And you know what? Maybe it'll flip for the better. Yeah, that's a lot what of I'm people saying. say, "Oh my God, they're going to lose all their players." And okay, talent. So, even, yeah. yeah, when we—that's why I'm I'm pleading for a brand new staff with Mickey on it. But talent evaluation will be better. Right. They have not been able to identify good athletes, even though they have the stars next to them. Even the guys that are here, 
they have they are not as good as what they had thought. Correct. Right. So that will change as well. So even getting the guys in the transfer portal, those guys that are coming from JUCO, everything else, everybody's going to be identifying talent differently, which is got to be a, a positive for Nebraska no matter what. If it's a the first year guy that comes in, just assuming it's not Mickey Mickey Joseph, I'm not going to expect a bowl game right away. I'm I, going. I'm going to be I reasonable, know. like I have been for the past six wins is relatively four reasonable. Four or five years, it is. But I just need people to relax because if it doesn't happen, they're going to call for the dude's head right away. Just but, hold on. But think about this: just relax. if Mickey is retained on the staff. I would imagine, because of the recruiter that he is and Bill Bush is, I would imagine that we are going to be finishing somewhere in the top 30 for recruiting again. Yeah, again, because recruiting numbers have not been a problem here at Nebraska. And if, I would imagine we have a lot of key players retained because yeah. of keeping Mickey and Bill on. Exactly. So, to me, a bowl game is not out of the realm of expectations. I think every team makes a bowl game. Yeah, I don't think you put a fucking death sentence on the guy if you don't make a bowl game. But like, that's all it, I'm it should saying. be something that it's like, not a death sentence. But I'm yeah, it's got to be more than three wins, right? Like year to, one, are you to. saying that? And look, look, Matt Rule inherited a piece of crap at Baylor. Um, you know, sexual abusers and all that, <laughs> cover ups and all that. Went two and ten, right? I'm not saying Nebraska is that low. Yeah, we're. But we're pretty darn. Close. They're pretty down there. So if Matt Rule goes two and ten, uh, I'd be curious to know what people think. That's all. Let's got to write it out, I guess. But it's just, That's I just, all. I just think with the schedule that you're going to have, the facilities, the recruiting, all these things, I, I feel like you should be able to win more than three fucking games. Fall Fr- frankly, anything five is the absolute lowest I'll go. Anything lower than that is just straight up unacceptable. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll this see. is this is future conversations. In yes. the next couple of weeks, yeah. I, we will be able to actually talk about this. Yeah. Guys, I think we've talked long enough. I Let's think so. sign off. Okay, we got people watching live. We got six folks. Mike's dear, dearly devoted wife did join. So, Mike, say hi. Say hello to your wife. No, I'm good. <laughs> the mother of your child, Mike. She was just in the tap room earlier when you weren't yeah, here. She was, yeah, yeah, she was here. Yes. She Sorry. kept asking, where's Jared? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had prior engagements. Okay, guys. For you watching on Facebook, you know, go follow our Facebook page. Go like it. We are on Twitter at NBNR Podcast. We got the little, we got the handle yeah. up there too for you. It's right ya. there on the screen. Um, yes. Go know, follow us on all those handles. We, all those handles. We, we got it handled. TikTok, we are on there. Shut up, guys. King. Um, gosh, what else? Spotify, we're on there. Apple, Apple Music, Podcasts. Right. Yeah, Apple <gasps> Podcasts. I did find out that we are actually on Amazon Music Podcast as well. Oh, check us out. Isn't Amazon that pretty Music. cool? Jeff yeah. Bezos, write us a check. Yes. Give us a five-star review because guess what? There was some asshole out there. We had 42 five-star reviews. Oh, no. And then one guy goes in there and gives us, I don't know if it was a one-star, but now we're at 4.9. Wow, Thanks. Jackass. Yeah. So we need to... Up those numbers up, Ricky. All right, guys. What do you say we sign off? Let's yeah. do it. I want to hear hosts, Jared Hall, Mike Delaware, and Connor Cavillac. As always, beat Jim Harbaugh, beat Michigan, and GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, gone it, Muhammad. GBR. A Huda Media Production.